our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. I love playing like Call of Duty and the Modern Warfare, the Black Ops, and all that stuff. I don't, I don't like the the, the newer shit because that's too much like Halo. Mm-hmm. But I got through the campaign of Modern Warfare when they it was the digitally remastered when they re released, you know, mm-hmm. which was great. It was, it was really well done. But I got to thinking like, man, through this whole campaign, I think I killed like about four hundred fucking people. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I got to thinking, like, in real life, psychologically, you'd be gone. You wouldn't be you anymore. Like, whatever part of a human being you were when you were a child playing kickball or whatever, or playing wiffle ball, that's gone. That person's dead now because you killed three or four hundred fucking people. Well, I think the even... psychological damage that would do to you, you would be totally rewired. You even... would not be the same. Even if you weren't the one doing the killing and you just witnessed all that, I think you'd still be pretty fucked up. Yeah, it would change your whole outlook on on everything. And then we would be talking about you on our podcast. You'd be a subject on the podcast. (laughs) I mean, like, seriously, like, if you look back in the annals of history, like, the soldier that killed 370 people, you'd be like, oh my god, who could possibly fucking do this? It's just something... Just something that kind of crossed my mind. Like, wow, that's... It's fun. It's fun. It's engaging. Sure. Killing that many people is fun? No, the video game's fun. (laughs) Yeah, I just got to thinking about that. And I was like, man, that's... If that was real life, you can't do that and then go home and mow your lawn. You can't do that. Well, I guess if you're... You can't, like, redeploy and go home and be like, I'm going to go to Burger King. You can't do that. I think it depends on the person. I guess. Because some people can have that... I mean, look at Dennis Rader, BTK. He had a normal fucking life outside of killing people and taking weird semi-erotic pictures of himself dressed up as a woman tied up. But other than that... Everyone thought he was a good, hard-working, church-going man. I think he tried too hard to be a serial killer. Yeah, maybe. I think, like, in the whole, like, spectrum of serial killers, I look at BTK and I'm like, you're a fucking nerd. He is. You're a fucking nerd who's trying way too fucking hard 
maybe, but the the point being that yeah, he did this all firsthand and a hell of a lot closer than you know fake war guys in a video game. I know. I'm not a hundred s- yards away from each other shooting at each other. It'd be like that. You just have that one side of you. Sure. And then go home and mow the grass and have that other side of you. But then again, like, if you look at the video game, just on campaign mode, because, you know, when you go online, that's competitive. That's uh-huh. just for points. I'm saying just a campaign mode, that's a story. Which means that story is following a soldier or an operative or a spy or whatever. It's following a character. And a lot of these deaths... You do it, and you see the white of their eyes, and you blow their fucking head apart with a shotgun. Just one. If you did that once, you'd be like, oh, my God. I can't believe that just fucking happened. When it comes to about number 200, whoever you were in the beginning, in real life, that's not who you are now. Hmm. You have completely fucking changed. But then there's also that side, if you want to look at it that way, of you know seeing the whites of their eyes. As I've pointed out on the show before, I'm a member of core sites and core pages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen hundreds upon hundreds of murders, many of them very up close and personal. And I don't necessarily think that's been like something that's changed me profoundly that I'm a completely different person. I'm more aware of the horrors of the world, but... You're not the guy doing it. True. And you have like other missions, like special missions, where you now you're a sniper. All of a sudden, you're an expert fucking sniper who has to take wind into consideration, has to take trajectory of a round and see where it's going to drop. Now you're good at that. Now you're good at a knife. Now you're good at a, at a, at a submachine gun and an assault rifle. Any weapon you come across... Because it's a video game. It's supposed to be playable. You know what I mean? So, like, every... Like, you're running low and you shoot a guy in the face and you take his weapon. Now you're automatically an expert on that weapon. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. <laughs> We're totally going to hear that train. Yeah. Not the band, either. Nugget's coming. <laughs> go on. Go. <laughs> It's like the end of a movie where it's a freeze frame and then the credits roll. <sighs> Just so everyone knows, that was Nugget coming in for a drink of water. And he exited with a thumbs up as he walked away. Not even the thumbs up like, hey, we did it. But like thumbs up like, hi. <laughs> he raised his whole arm up and he just gave us a thumbs up. Like powerhouse. Woo! Power, thumbs up. Power to the Nugget. Terminator going into the lava. Thumbs up. Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> are, are, are we done with the video game? I'm just saying, you could trace it all the way back to Doom. You kill a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that would, like, at the end of the day, you redeploy and you're like, so how do you feel? You know, you'd be like, I don't feel. I feel nothing. I've... So, how messed up is Mario killing creatures the likes of which we've never known over and over <clears> and over again? know while taking psychedelic mushrooms i don't know because all the other like like you look at call call of duty it's like you're on a mission to do you're not on a mission you have to meet an objective make it to this point 300 meters away make it to that point if you might get in your way you kill them 
Mario is trying to rescue somebody, so he's on a mission, and no matter who gets in his way, he's going to kill him or avoid him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Something to ponder. Something to think about. In the meantime, though, welcome to Martinis and the Macabre, podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. Isn't that exciting? I feel my nipples. I know. That can wait. Why? That can wait until after the show. Oh my god. <laughs> my name's Erica, and I'm joined by my horny husband. I'm getting laid. <laughs> Shut up. That's Billy. Hi, I'm Billy. That's Billy. I'm Billy. He's Billy. Just billying it up over here. Yep. Oh, Billy. <laughs> so, uh... Oh! If you don't mind... I usually, I usually want to wait till the end, but we have some excellent podcasts that are following us right now. Yes, we've got quite a few. Yeah, um, if you don't mind, first of all, we have a uh, Facebook group that, we're, that we that uh, we connected to. Yeah, we just recently connected to them. It's called Podcasts We Listen To. So everyone out there, hello. If you're one of the people that has told us you have recently started listening, we appreciate you so much. Spread the word. Over 7,000 members in that group as well. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Our numbers have actually shot up just from joining that Facebook group. It's not That's not the reason why we did it. We you know, joined it to get feedback, but that's great too. Yeah. Also, the, uh, Film Roast mm-hmm. follows us, and I've been chatting them up on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at martini underscore macabre. Us and uh, Film Roast, we get along pretty good because we're nerds when it comes to movies and everything, mm-hmm. you know. And um, they, uh, the one of the, the latest episodes I listened to, actually, like, not too long ago. Oh, my phone's dying. Not too long ago, they did, um, <laughs> and I want to get I want to get you in on this, too. Best and worst screen deaths. Hmm. What do you think? Best as Just, in... Uh, best done and worst, in my opinion, best done and then worst being the most cheesy fucking thing you've ever seen. Hmm. Because I have mine. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Well, mine, best seven, John Doe. Um, even though Detective Mills was really, he broke the law and I believe was arrested at the end. He was in the back Mm -hmm. of a fucking squad car at the end. Very satisfying. Yes. And, and the first person view of him plugging him with Somerset's back turned because Somerset knew that this, like, this is it. This is, it's over type of shit, you know. Masterfully done. Yes. Uh, worst would be, um, actually, let me look it up. I can't really pronounce it. Okay. Um, Fura from Karate Ki Kids. That is the, the world famous death scene. Where the woman shoots the dude, and he's like, Arr! when he tumbles all the way across. Yes, the room. he just he tears her room apart because he's bleeding. <laughs> it's a Turkish movie. I was thinking that before you yeah. even said it. <laughs> uh, and the and the um, interpretation of that is um, Karate Girl is the name of the movie. <laughs> that was a pretty pretty bad one. It was awful, just fucking awful. And another one is I listened to an episode that they did, and that is the most overrated and underrated movies, uh, Disney or Pixar. What do you think? Mm, 
Underrated, definitely Emperor's New Groove. Yes. That is like in my top 10 favorite movies ever. And they spoke about that and how, and, and they really touched on a lot of shit about how like Yzma is awesome. Mm hmm. And they say like, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, Cusco and Yzma had the same earrings. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't either. And how Yzma's actually bald. <laughs> I love, I love how, um, Cusco breaks the fourth wall, you know, when it cuts back to him crying and mm-hmm. he like stops and you see that the real stop uh-huh. and no, he's not like, him, he's me pointing it out and everything. <laughs> like he broke the fourth wall and Kronk is just, he's the, when he, he did his own fucking theme music. That was great. I mean, God oh. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Go watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking hilarious. It's one of the best. Disney I know movies. it has absolutely nothing to do with our podcast, but. It is so great. But this came from another podcast that, that we really enjoy. Yeah, and film I, roast. I give credit where credit's due, and that really is just, is the best. And I agree with Film Roast. Oh, snap. Oh. oh, email. Overrated? Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm sorry. I don't see the, the, big, the big deal with it. I can't really say because I've never seen it myself. You've never seen it? Nope. It's just never had the urge to. I really don't care for claymation, so yeah, it's just like the it was okay, it was okay, but for some reason it's Tim Burton, so let's just make a. Peril. It looks goth, so yeah. the goth kids were like, "Yeah, oh wow, it's something we can relate to." Let's go to Hot Topic and get a fucking Nightmare Before Christmas fucking shirt and Doc Martens to match. It, it's it has more of a cult following that doesn't even. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Film Roast on that. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is... It's okay, but I wouldn't tell somebody, you need to check this fucking movie out. You know, if they mention it, I'd be like, oh, I've seen that. What'd you think? It was a fucking movie. Yeah. That's about it. Check it out was, Netflix. It's on there. Like, it was something. Know, it was a thing. Anyone else you want to mention? I do. Um, Sorry I'm taking so much of, of the time away here. Uh, Sipping Sisters podcast. I actually want to ask Sipping Sisters something. Um, I listened to the episode where you guys talked about um, Timeless. I saw the previews for Time. I haven't seen the episodes, but to me, in my opinion, I saw it and I was like, "Well, this kind of seems like Quantum Leap." But I kind of want to get your guys' opinion on the on the show Legion. I've been digging Legion like like fucking crazy. I have nothing to add to this because I work second shift, so... I'm home and I watch all that shit. So I want to know... <laughs> I, I watch one show on TV and that's Walking Dead. <laughs> I just want to know what you guys think about it. One more, real quick. Bear with me here. Uh, one of our... One, one of the podcasts that we follow on Twitter, they got their own... Um, e- or not email. They got their own website. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are visiting ours www.martinisinthemacabre.com Please, gang. I made it myself. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just put some shit together. Yeah, make me a fan podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys. And they're, 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 he's awesome. I dig him. Um, and it's makemeafanpodcast.com. All one word. There's no dashes or nothing. Just makemeafanpodcast.com. So uh, check them out. They're pretty damn good. I'm going to go ahead and stop and just hand it over to Erica because my shit's about to fucking die. Erica, go. Just send it to sleep. (laughs) Okay, so 
you know how we like our twofers here. We've got another one. But these are actually two kind of different stories. But I put them both together because they both happened in broad daylight. One is a disappearance and the other one is a murder. And they are both unsolved and happened in the middle of the day. These really stood out to me as very... Well, the disappearance one is odd. But it's even stranger to me that people can witness someone being murdered and it still, after all these years, would not be solved. But we're going to start today with the kind of the lighter one, if you can say that. The good the, one. The disappearance, which isn't good for their family or friends, but we're going to cover it. Maybe we can come up with some kind of ideas to what happened. And um, before we start, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Wait. Oh. Hey, Pee Wee. Oh, he was letting you out. Just so you know... This is a cold read for me. So meaning he's not been over the subject material. He didn't do Billy Depend Billy Pendant research. Did not. Did not. Actually, um hey guys, we're all listeners together tonight. Erica's got the drop <laughs> on it all. So uh, we're just gonna sit back and I'm gonna ask a lot of fucking questions. And I'm gonna interrupt her and I'm gonna be rude. Yeah, nothing new. I'm gonna be me. <laughs> So, if you haven't yet, go ahead and just, uh, whatever's near you, just crack it open and take a couple drinks and let's have some fucking fun. Okay. Unless you're in rehab. Don't. Just go ahead and, just go ahead and grab a crystal light and some ruffled <laughs> potato chips and just, just, uh, I don't know, listen to Film Roast. If, you know, listen to Film Roast if you're in rehab. I get it. Because you're going to hear me drinking a lot. Alright, so our first story tonight is the disappearance of a guy by the name of Lars Matank. He was a 28-year-old German tourist who disappeared while in Varna, Bulgaria in July of 2014. Where is Bulgaria in relation to Germany? You would ask me that. You don't know? Fuck no, I don't know. Alright. You know, you didn't have to say he was German. You say Lars, I know. Lars was with a group of friends on vacation, and that was in June of 2014. They went to Golden Sands in Bulgaria, which is a popular place for young tourists in Europe. The group partied, of course. As you would. Participated in drinking tours in the local bars, which... Is that a bar bar crawl? Pretty much. You go from one bar to another, taking a quote-unquote tour... Basically well, drinking at each one. I've heard that there are tours you could do like that, like down the um, um, Bourbon Belt, where you just get on the fucking bus and you go to mm-hmm. another distillery and then you get more and then you... Bourbon Trail. I'm sorry. The Bourbon Trail. And then you just... Somebody's driving for you. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And of course, with drinking comes rage at times. And one day near the end of the holiday, uh, things got heated between rival football fans, which not American football, but I don't get soccer. it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why we call ours football. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The only I, thing, I mean, we kick it every once in a while, but what I don't why get, don't they just call it oval pig ball? What I don't get is why is soccer so goddamn popular? Yeah, that I don't get. 
Regardless of all the sports talk, things got a little heated between these rival soccer fans. Lars ended up getting involved in a fight, which caused him some ear pain. No, this team kicked it harder. <laughs> what the fuck do you... What's the beef you would have? Our team's better than yours. But they're both out there in shirts and shorts and, and they kick But what do right? people always say? My whatever is better than your whatever. Yeah, it really goes into politics, too. My dad can kick your dad's ass, that kind of thing. No, he can't! No, he can't. <laughs> Just saying. Your dad sucks. Yep. So. In-laws. Enough of my daddy issues. So he had some ear pain. And he was seen by a doctor who diagnosed him as having a ruptured eardrum. And although I've never had one myself. I, that sounds like no fun. I do suffer from chronic ear pain, which sucks. And I can only imagine having a ruptured eardrum would be ten times as bad. My sister has actually had one when she had a massive ear infection that the hospital did not diagnose right away and let her eardrum rupture. And she sent me pictures of the pus and crap that leaked out of her ear. And it was awesomely disgusting. Drainage and... Yeah. Oh, um, like right now you're hearing an ambulance. Just so you know, this is like the first good day we've had. So you're going to hear this because we kind of have the windows open, the air off, let the place air out a little bit. So you're going to hear the windows open. There may be some background noise. You're going to hear some background noise, but it's so nice out. (laughs) I I don't regret it. This is good. Like right now, you feel that? That was a good breeze. Go ahead. Lars. So, yes, he was diagnosed as having this ruptured eardrum. The doctor prescribed him the antibiotic cefuroxime, 500 milligrams, which is also known as ceftin or Zenicef, and told him not to fly right away. Lars, instead of flying back home, decided to stay to finish out his antibiotic treatment for his ear, and his friends flew back home without him on July 7th. Those are great fucking friends. <laughs> You expect them all to pay to change their flight tickets just because he's got a hurt ear? Yeah. Yeah. Exact. Yes. Yes. I would. Maybe that's why you don't have friends. Not good ones. <laughs> if they were friends, they would have fucking done something to stop him from getting a fucked up ear in the first place. I'm sure they were in the little... Well, then they could take responsibility. You know, I don't know. I'm just different. If... If I'm with you, if you're my friend and I'm with you and you get in a fight, we're both getting in a fight. Maybe he was the one that was drunk and being an asshole and they were like, we're not. Doesn't matter. His ear went retarded and he needed medicine for it. Then I'm going to stay here and then when your ear's better, we'll go back. I'm just starting to realize I'm a good friend. I don't have any friends, but (laughs) if you want to be my friend, I'm a fucking good one. I'm your friend, honey. I'll help you out with antibiotics. Thank you, sweetie. And I'll help you with antibiotics. All right. So while his friends went ahead and flew back, he went ahead and rented a hotel room. But he started to become restless and paranoid that evening. Now, ceftin, or cefuroxime, is usually tolerated pretty well. Side effects potentially could include diarrhea, nausea, vomiting... Headaches or migraines, dizziness, abdominal pain. Now, I've had hundreds of my patients and residents that have taken Sefton. I'm sure I've taken Sefton at some point or another. Remember that one time? I'm sure. I've, I've probably taken every antibiotic under the sun at some point. No, you had swimmer's ear that one time. Erica, go. I don't get swimmer's ear. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just... 
Like a dyslexic kid at a spelling bee, I just want to participate. Yep. Most people, I mean, the worst adverse effect I've ever had somebody complain of is an upset stomach, maybe some vomiting or diarrhea. You never had anybody be like, my fucking ear! No? Okay, I'm just no, wondering. No, taking it for the ear. But, you know, you Oh, don't... you could you, you could take that for other things? Yes. Oh. Any type of bacterial infection could potentially be treated by septin as long as it's susceptible to septin. I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. Like respiratory infections and ear infections, things like that. Which, I will have you know, people that run out the minute their kid or themselves get a pain in their ear. 70% of all ear infections are viral. So please do not demand that your doctor prescribe you an antibiotic because all you're doing is making these superbugs more antibiotic resistant. Most of them will clear up on their own. If you're not better in like a week, then yeah, by all means, go to the doctor. I am with you 100% because I swear to God, you got people who like constantly use hand sanitizer, especially at my work, hand sanitizer all the time. And I'm thinking, you know, there's good bacteria too. Mm -hmm. You know, you need that. I think the human race would do good to lick a couple fucking doorknobs every <laughs> once in a while. Because you, like you, you're, you're stripping yourself out of your natural defenses. Get a cold one time and don't buy anything. Mm -hmm. Fight that shit off on your own. Let your body do its job. And then you're going to find out that your immune system is getting stronger and stronger well, see, and stronger. Because that's what's going to wipe us out. It's going to be a flu. They say zombies and all that shit. No. It's going to be a fucking flu. Some bacteria. That's what's going to fucking kill us. Bye, Nugget. Well, you know me. How long do I sit and suffer with something before I find out, like, ah, I need to get to the doctor? Yeah. Because, and this is, I'm just speaking for ear infections, and the last time I looked, this was a statistic, is like 70% are viral, and an antibiotic will do absolutely nothing against a virus. Yeah. Antibiotics only work against bacteria, not viruses, not the flu. If you get the sniffles or you get a fever for a day or two, it is not something worthy of an antibiotic. And you can only take it by antibiotics This is not so medical much. advice. I cannot prescribe anything. I cannot diagnose you. I am not a doctor. Just saying. Which is common sense. <laughs> because... You can only take an antibiotic so many times before you can't anymore. Mm -hmm. You're immune to it. He did have a ruptured eardrum, and he was being treated with his septum. And like I said, I've seen very few side effects actually manifest from septum. And as far as him becoming restless and paranoid, I've looked into this, and the closest thing to paranoia that I could find listed as a rare side effect of fast pounding or irregular heartbeat which is listed as extremely rare so this night he began calling and texting his mother sandra stating that she needed to cancel his credit cards and that he believed four unknown men were following him he also asked what cefuroxime is implying that maybe he thought he was having side effects of some kind from the medication he reportedly left the hotel around 1 a.m and called his mother soon after. 
She told police that he said he was being followed by rival soccer fans who were calling him, quote, Nazi. She also said, quote, he was not talking loud and he said he is in a hideout in a high place. He must be very cautious not to fall. It is unknown where he spent the remaining hours, but he did show up to the Varna airport on July 8th. Lars had all of his luggage with him when he arrived. He went to the doctor in the airport to follow up on his ear and to see if he was okay to fly. They have those? Evidently. In Varna, they do. So he wanted to find out if he was okay to fly. He had seemed calm when he arrived, but the doctor later stated that he became anxious and agitated when a man described as a, quote, construction worker walked in. All of a sudden, Lars jumped up and took off running out of the airport, leaving all of his luggage, including his ID and phone, 46 minutes after arriving at the airport. Wait, have I seen this on YouTube? You have. You can find the video of this on YouTube. It was like a guy that just like, like on the video, on the CCTV, like it shows up, he just like arrives. And then you just... He'd been there for a while. But then all of a sudden, he just fucking books it. Like, you see a dude just bolt out. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's this? That's this. Oh, okay. Multiple witnesses reported seeing him run outside and jump over a barbed wire fence. Then he vanished into a nearby forest. And you can also see him outside on the CCTV footage as well. He ran off into this forest. And no one knows why he ran, where he went... If he's dead or alive, he's not reached out to try and contact anyone. So I could only assume that he has passed away by some he's means. Dead. He's he's dead. Um, don't know why he was running. Obviously, if he was calling and texting his mom in the middle of the night, paranoid, something was going on that was making him feel this anxiousness and anxiety. Which, I mean, could be a reason why he ran. He's having these paranoid delusions in his head. But then where did he run to? Obviously, they would have searched the area. What was in the woods that he needed to get to? I think he was just trying to get away. But no one's ever found a body. Like I said, he's not reached out to anyone. So, very, very strange. And to leave your luggage behind with your phone, your ID... Everything that's important to you behind, it's not like he grabbed his luggage and ran. No, he bolted like he was going to die if he stayed one second longer. So, I highly suggest you look up that video footage on YouTube. It's very strange. Yeah, that's if, weird. If anyone has any information on this disappearance, the number for the investigative agency, which of course is overseas, is 49151. 61378673. So you're highly encouraged to call if you have any information on what happened to Lars back in 2014. Yeah, I would have to just think my life's in total danger. Like like my bags, those are like a part of me. You know what yeah. I mean? So for me to just be like, fuck it. To leave Yeah. All of your worldly possessions that you have at that moment in some foreign place where you've been on vacation. Yeah, and this is post 9-11, you know what I mean? So, anything post 9-11 in an airport, if you see a dude hauling ass, mm -hmm. that's cause for concern. 
So all that shit aside, and you still want to break camp and run your ass off, in my opinion, he yeah, he would have to think his life's in total fucking danger for all that. Mm-hmm. Now, our second case isn't so much strange as it is completely baffling to me that this has not been a, a solved murder investigation. Is this Blair baffling? Because that's a whole different no. fucking... No, the fact that someone could be murdered and have so many witnesses and nobody knows who the fuck did it. Oh, okay. This is the story of Penny Bell. Ruth Penelope Bell, who went by Penny, was an English businesswoman who was stabbed to death in her car with multiple potential witnesses around on June 6th of 1991. Her murder has never been solved despite it happening in broad daylight in London. Hmm. Penny was 43 years old, married to her husband, Alastair, with two children, Matthew, who was 11, and Lauren, who was 9. She lived in Bakerswood, Denham, Buckinghamshire. They always got such weird <laughs> fucking names, man. <laughs> they always have like 15 names and locations. Oh, God. She was a partner in a successful catering employment agency in North London. On June 6th of 91... There were builders at her house renovating, and at 9.40 a.m., she remarked that she was late for an appointment at 9.50 and left the house in her Jaguar XJS. So, you know the woman had to have some money. Her car was seen around 10 a.m. by witnesses on Greenford Road in Perryville, Greenford, London. Again, how would you do that in America? I guess... Would you say, like... The neighborhood and then... Like the street, neighborhood, Street, county, neighborhood, county, state. state. I don't know. Like you're 17th. 17th and Academy and Fountain. Out in Marion. And they'll... I don't know. I don't, how, how would you do that? I don't know. Like if you went to the police right now and gave that, like that type of description... Even the cop be like, whoa, 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 shut up. <laughs> Jesus, just take me there. <laughs> and what's weird is London's not as big as America, but if you gave me an, an address in America, I'll find it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they put so much shit on there, but we have, like, zip codes. So Maybe that, place, that takes place of zip codes. I don't know. All of you people from over in the UK, and well, I, I know... You people... <laughs> All of you listeners from the UK, you are, next to you, US, you are our second biggest number of downloaders. You're our cousins. Yes. Please let us know why you always list so many names when describing a place. We really would like to know. We're not really trying to tease you about it. We just, we're baffled. <laughs> we, wanna, we want to understand. Yes. Help us understand. Penny's car was seen around 10 a.m. The car was moving very slowly and the hazard lights were flashing. Traffic was backing up because of this and people were honking and passing her car. So a lot of people saw this car. A witness would come forward later who claimed to have seen her mouth the word help, but the witness ignored it at the time. You know, a car that's driving slowly with the hazards on and someone mouthing the word help. And you did nothing. Yeah. They noticed a man in the car, described as approximately 40 years old with dark hair and possibly a beard, wearing a bracelet on his right wrist. 
they had that much information. They were that close to see that much detail in a woman mouthing the word help and didn't do anything. Penny's car pulled. You know, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a badass or something like that. I'm not. I understand witnesses. They just want to, like, keep to themselves. I get it. I would automatically swerve my shit over and make their car hit mine and then get out. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I would trail the car with my cell phone in my hand calling the cops. Now, I know this was 1991, but I would pull off the first chance I had. There's a car, this description, this license plate heading down this road. The woman in the front seat's mouthing the word help. It's driving really slowly. Something. That's the thing, though, is we, we, we as a people, in my opinion, we need to get out of the mind state of it's not my problem. You know, if you're driving by somebody and they're mouthing the word help, again, with me, if somebody's in the car and they're mouthing the word help, I'm going to ram the car. I'm going to make the car stop. I'm not talking tough or phony tough. I'm talking, And I'm finding this out, you know, as I get older. Maybe, maybe when I was younger, I'd be like, well, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get in the way. But if somebody's like... I don't think that, but I don't also think I'm going to ram their car because what if it's somebody pulling a prank? I'm not going to... Well, then they're going to have some fucking explaining to do. That's for damn sure. I'm I'm all for trying to help, but not necessarily... Or at least getting in I'm the car... I'm not saying ram their shit at like 40 miles an or, hour. Or, you know, get in front of the car and put on your brakes until they're forced to stop or That's go around what I'm you. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Is, is make it to where that car has to fucking stop. That I can understand. They want help, then I'm going to help. So if you're in the car with me, if any of you are in the car with me and we're, we come across a car and somebody's mouth's worth help, just put your seatbelt on because we're going to help. Well, this witness saw Penny's car pull into a car park in the Grinnell Leisure Center and the witness just kept on driving. Can I ask, car park, is that a parking lot in American? Is that? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was, um, they call it a leisure center. I think it was kind of like a, like what I called where CU Dad is. What's that called? Like a little strip. Strip mall. Yeah, I guess it would be considered like a strip mall. Oh, okay. Penny was found dead in her car, which was still in the car park, around noonish that day. She had been stabbed more than 50 times. Now, she left her house at 9.50 and found around noon so two hour time frame between 10 and noon broad daylight no one sees her getting stabbed why 50 more than 50 times why well get this forensics would discover later that the murderer stabbed her from the passenger seat and then got out and walked around the car to the driver's side and stabbed her some more they could tell from the angle of the stab wounds and everything. The assailant would have been covered in blood, but no one witnessed anyone leaving the scene. The hazard lights were still flashing when her body was discovered. It has never been established who she was meeting at the alleged appointment she was late for. No record was ever found showing that she even had an appointment scheduled. The fact that she was not raped or sexually assaulted and that the murder appeared to be a crime of passion indicated to police that she probably knew her attacker and may have been killed out of jealousy or rage. Because if you're just trying to kill somebody to kill him, you don't stab him over 50 times. And you don't do it in a moving car or in the middle of a parking lot. 
that's the thing too is like there are so many organs you could hit so many arteries and so many veins there's no need for over 50 mm-hmm. somebody that's actually good with a knife could do it in just one and this person was in her car so they would have had to have walked or found an alternate way of you know getting back to where they needed to go must have gotten a cab or ridden on the bus called somebody to pick them up possibly but they would have been covered in blood they also noted that she had withdrawn 8,500 pounds from her bank just three days prior but she made no record of it she was reportedly meticulous with her records except for just this one withdrawal so was she possibly being blackmailed um, it's also been claimed that Alistair had a gay lifestyle and had lived with a man for some time when he was single before getting married to her. So could it have been a jealous lover of his, possibly? A family friend, John Richmond, claimed in 1992 to have been with Penny the day she was murdered. He was questioned, but there was no evidence for an arrest, and he was released. Alistair was also ruled out as a suspect. Robert Knapper, a convicted murderer, was looked at as a possible suspect, but was ruled out as well. So, we've got this woman with no notes anywhere on what type of a meeting she was having or with who. Withdrew all this money, but there's no notation about it in her checkbooks. She gets in this car, she's spotted with this male, and then all of a sudden she's basically butchered. So it leaves a lot of questions unanswered. Sad. All I could think of is when she died, as she was dying, she absolutely lost faith in humanity. To have she to see tried all... to get fucking help. Yeah, all the cars going by. Yeah. So not only did she die in complete, total fucking pain, she died in absolute fucking despair. That's the that's the fucking worst. That's I can't even fucking imagine. Mm-hmm. And that's and and like I said, if I swear to I swear to God and Sunny Jesus, if I'm driving down one of our main strips in this town and somebody looks at me and mouths the word "help me," even if we're going 20 miles an hour, I'm hitting the car. I'm gonna push him to the fucking curb. I'm gonna make him stop. Whatever's going on, and then when the cops show up, they're like, "Hey, you know," and, and just tell them exactly what happened. They mouth the words "help," and I tried to fucking help. Meanwhile, you have people just driving by, looking, going. Oh, well, she looked like this, and the car looked like this. And they didn't even stop didn't to report even it. Fucking it bother. wasn't until after she was found murdered yeah. at a later time that this person even came forward. Pretty sad. Very unusual and mysterious, but most of all, sad. I think, Erica, I think we need probably need to fire up a palate cleanser at the end of this. <laughs> we just might. It's just sad. Yeah, and this happened. I mean, this has been how many years unsolved? 91? I mean, that many witnesses in broad daylight over this many years and still never been solved. Yeah. Dude got out of the fucking car with a knife and been like, all right, well, that's that. And then just left. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, can you imagine that happening in the parking lot of a fucking mall you're yeah. at? Not even on a dark Friday night. We're talking on a Wednesday at 3 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, broad fucking daylight. Yeah. It's fucking depressing what it is. And 
the car would have already had attention drawn to it because it was driving slow and backing up traffic and had its hazard lights on. So it's like even the people that went around probably glanced over like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? And that's probably what pissed people off the most was like anybody questioned was like, oh yeah, that fucking car. That fucking car wasn't going fast at all. Didn't know that this was going to fucking happen. Yeah. So if anyone out there thinks they have any information, no matter how trivial it may be about this case, please get in contact with the London police and maybe, you know, give her kids a little bit of closure. They're all grown now, but I'm sure they'd like to know what happened to their mom. So I think now's where we can kick up the palate cleanser. Uh, it's just so <laughs> depressing. Yeah. Not much humor in that one. Just just a lot of fuck. I like to have faith in humanity, but there are times where I'm just like, God damn, guys, really? Mm-hmm. Really, guys? Come on, man. Yeah. That's a pretty bad one. I think JewelBeat.com. <laughs> like Billy said, we have we have to do our our house cleaning. I need. We're to, glad to. I need to thank PurplePlanet.com, JewelBeat.com, and Pond5.com for music and sound effects you've heard. And of course, at the end of the episode, we still got a few new ones we can use. Phaser Seven Six Five, another new song from him. You can find him on SoundCloud where he's putting out some awesome music. You can find him also on YouTube where he does gameplay, game reviews, things like that. Like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's Martinis and the Macabre. You can follow us on Twitter at Martini underscore Macabre. And you can visit our website at martinisandthemacabre.com. If you want to get in contact with us there is a contact page on our website you can also email us directly at martinis and the macabre at gmail.com we'd love to hear any feedback that you guys have uh, questions comments things you like or don't like things you want to hear more of if there's a certain type of topic you like to hear about let us know i know we cover a whole gamut murders and mysteries and paranormal and all kinds of stuff. So if there's anything specifically that you like, let us know. Um, we can make sure to add more of those in. To um, Harvin Hoover McMullen, I didn't say anything about any villains this time. <laughs> I, did, I said nothing. Yes, uh, our buddy <laughs> Harvin, our mayor mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn it, not everybody sounds like a villain. <laughs> I know. I do that a lot. Uh, yeah. So, good good way to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say shit. I didn't say shit this time. <laughs> Next time, I'm not sure. but I do want to also ask you to please, please, please spread the word. That's how most of our audience is spread, is just by word of mouth. Follow us on Facebook and, you know, just share the shit out of our posts. We put some funny stuff on there. We put some horrific stuff on there. It's just a mishmash. It's all good. It's all fun. So share us that way. Tell everyone you can about us. If someone doesn't even know what a podcast is, tell them what a podcast is. Tell them to download us. Most of all, please, if you uh, can rate and review us on iTunes, that really helps. That'll you know help spread our 
our podcast to an even wider audience based on our ratings. And so, we got some good ones. We got we got some good ratings. Yeah. So check out the ones that are already on there. And if you say could be, what they say, if you could be <laughs> so gracious to give us a five star rating, that would be so much appreciated and so awesome of you. But if you want to give us a one star rating, go ahead and tell us why. Yeah. Hopefully it's not one star, but we understand if it is because we're grown. We got it. We're, we're pretty morbid. We have pretty sick senses of humor. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, anyway. I think that's about all I can think of that we need to mention. Yeah. Yeah. She's just sad. <laughs> okay, we're supposed to be upbeat now. Palette cleanser. So many people we're, just driving by. We're closing out the show. You're like, ah, uh, uh, she looks pretty bad. Billy, we're, we're moving on to the palette cleanser. We're closing up the show. Everything's great. Giving our shout-outs. Yay. Asking the listeners to like us. Oh! Go to geekyclothing.com. Find all of your martinis and the macabre apparel at geekyclothing.com. That's G-I-K-I clothing.com. We have shirts and mugs. And there's also other very fantastic apparel and accessories. The Native American headdress shirt is awesome. It's my favorite. That's my favorite one out of all of them. Good piece of advice to give people. Oh, and a heads up. If you order a shirt off of, uh, fuck it, off of me, I am Giggy, Um, it doesn't arrive the way other shirts arrive. It, it's not like three days you get one. You're going to wait for it because there's no inventory. It is made when you order it's it. It's made when you order it. It's made and printed when you order it. So you have a shirt that's made just for you. It's not sitting in a box somewhere and then we, you know, we throw it in a little Yeah, we don't packaging. have them all stacked in the corner. No. We don't we don't have advertising to shout out to you about stamps.com. No. I'm working on that. <laughs> We're not mailing it to you ourselves. It is actually made as you order it. So takes that into consideration that just shows you it's even more unique yeah buy some shit on geekyclothing.com i think that about wraps it up if you see something say something if you see something hit that fucking car and make them fucking stop and if you feel so adverse about it hit the car make them stop and get out holding a fucking hammer because a woman was fucking stabbed like over 50 times and she probably died wondering why the fuck didn't anybody lift a goddamn finger to fucking help me. Boop, 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 boop. Motherfucker. I'm cutting him off now. I'm
Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.